Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, Senior Pastor David Schmaltz. And today we're going to talk about interest and respect. Interest and respect. Talking about more ways of showing love. In Michael's book, Building Successful Relationships, which we have available in our bookstore, Michael says that relationships are the key to our happiness, and we know this to be true, and that the success or failure of our relationships determines the quality of life we enjoy. It's amazing how they impact us. And we, just a little bit of thought, we know that's to be true, especially if a relationship begins to go bad and how much that can really affect us. And... Uh, so when we talk about quality of life, that's what we're after here today as we learn. We've talked about love, availability, and faith. These are three topics that we've already covered. Today we're going to add two more personal qualities that will help us become better friends and lovers of people, interest and respect. Of course, we celebrate motherhood today, and, which is wonderful since no one tends to show more interest and respect than moms do, isn't that right? That's for sure. In reference to relationships, Interest is placing value on what is important to others. It's taking time to think about what they value. And because we are so connected to the things that we're passionate about, when we're passionate about what things, are, uh, other things that people are passionate about, then we show them interest. And it's more than just a word. It is a way of showing love. So last week we looked at Philippians chapter 2, 3 through 11, which is a very powerful and key portion of Scripture. And I'm going to quote the first part, and then we'll use this as our kind of our springboard this morning. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you should look to the interests of others. Okay? So in our two key points when we think of interest here this morning, especially as it's being laid out here in Philippians chapter 2 for us. Number one is we have to put our own life on the back burner. In order to be able to show interest to someone, you know, you have to take a moment to stop and focus on them. Isn't that right? Because a lot of times what we do is, of course, we're, we're all caught up with our own interests, we're, we're, our time, our energy, our effort. It's, it's, sometimes it's like stopping right in the middle of an interstate at high speed in order to do that when we think of other people. But truly, that is one of the most powerful ways of showing love uh, to someone is stopping in our own interests and showing them interest. Because bottom line is we're naturally selfish. We know that. It's part of our broken nature. And it's only by intentionally sacrificing our desire to remind people just how great we are, okay, Sometimes we have to, you know, step back from that. And it's not a bad thing to think, you know, uh, highly of ourselves. The Bible just says don't think more highly than you ought to. Okay? In other words, it has to be in balance, and especially when it comes to connecting with other people. We have to avoid that, uh, that desire, that uh, temptation, really. Because when we show interest in other, in other people, we, we will definitely open the door to deeper relationships. 
See, vanity is deeply embedded into our DNA. It's just another way of saying, saying that. Vanity tends to come from our need to establish our self-worth. See, that's the reason why we do that. The reason why we want to impress others, the reason why we want to put that out there first is because we ourselves are struggling with our self-worth. Okay, now just take a moment and, and sit on that for a moment. Okay, see what we learned and have been learning all the way all, along the way here is that in order for us to be able to show love to people, we have to be able to receive love from God ourselves, don't we? I mean, we have to be filled up. You got to have something to give. And the beautiful thing is, is that God is so willing to give it. Matter of fact, he's already given it and he will continue to give it. But a lot of times we, we forget and because maybe our self-worth has been damaged in this life by people who, uh, for one reason or another, they do not understand the concept. Um, we're, on a, we're running a deficit. And so we feel like we have to earn people's you know, praises. We try to fish for them. And, uh, and that's just showing our real hunger and our desire for someone to tell us that we're valuable, okay? that we're worth something. You know, two things we might be tempted to do when we get to that place is one, tear others down, okay? Because if you don't feel like in a certain relationship or in a certain place that you are any kind of worth in comparison, then you gotta knock them down to size, don't you? So when they begin to talk about some of the things that they've been doing or, or talking about um, their victories or successes, we wanna just uh, throw the proverbial glass of cold water on it, don't we? Well, you know, that's okay. And uh, Or maybe you get into a situation where you're both trying to outdo one another with the greatness of (laughs) the experiences or things that you've you've, uh, achieved. And we've all been there. And then it's always terrible to run out of stories, right? You're just like, oh man, they're they're ahead of me by two. (laughs) Shoot. You know, then you got to change the subject and move on to something else great, right? So anyway, but that's our temptation because that's, what, that's what's going on inside us. And, it, and it's, it's a wicked thing. It really is. And if we really call it what it is, it's a wicked thing. Second thing we might be tempted to do is to show an inordinate amount of self-aggrandizing, all right? In other words, we're, 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 we try to... Um, take our own worth or the things that we've achieved and, and, and take them higher than what they really are. And, and sometimes, you know, to talk about things like this sometimes is a little uncomfortable and you might not even hear people talking too much about it other than maybe in a book from time to time. But uh, the truth is, we all do this. We all do this. And, but I think we need to understand right here and right now is that it puts people off. If we're trying, the thing we're trying to do is impress someone. In the end, it's the last thing we're really doing. We try to impress others, but in truth, what we're doing is pushing them away because that, they got that little half smile on and they're going, uh-huh, that's nice. I'm trying to get out of this conversation now and to move on. And, you know, it's sad. Again, we all do it. We can laugh at it. But you know what? If we just ignore it, we're never going to change. We're never going to grow. So by looking at it today, you know, our heart is, we, and, and again, to just tie this all together, we know we're made for relationships. We know that God has put us together and, and, and we're supposed to grow together. 
But it's important that we look at some of the habits and the things that we're doing that, that are working against us. How sin in its uh, uh, various ways is working to try to pull us apart. And this is one of those places. So once again, we learn that as we gain our worth from God, we're free to celebrate the worth of others. From discouragement to encouragement. And that's, that's the thing. is that So we have to first acknowledge that this is actually taking place. That this process of trying to impress, trying to pull ourselves up, it becomes awkward. And we've talked about this before, but it becomes an awkward attempt to gain love and, and interest from others when really, once again, the tables are turned on us. The kingdom of the upside down is the kingdom of Jesus. And that is, rather than trying to impress others, what we really need to do is to show interest in them first. And how do we get to that place? Because the first thing is like, well, look, I'm, I'm not feeling all that good about myself. Well, look, you don't have to go another moment feeling that way when you have Jesus in your life. When you can come to God and, and, and God will just fill you up. Because look, you are precious to God. We are precious to God. He loves us so deeply. And he showed it by sending his son to die for us. And when we, when we really get the impact of that, see, there is so much going on in our culture today as we're fighting over race, as we're fighting over our achievements and, and class warfare and, and racial warfare. And all of this is, is becoming a ridiculous thing because we're all made valuable in God's sight. Am I right? We are. And when we get into that argument, you're being sucked in by the enemy, the devil himself. See, can I say one thing that's really important to this whole message today? Is that you can't force people to respect you. You can't force people to show interest in you. You know, that's like the, that's like the middle school kid trying to get the girl to like him, right? He's out there, you know, doing all kinds of stuff and kicking the ball farther and, you know... I love just watching five and six-year-olds when that all starts to bud. It comes right out of them, and it's so hardwired to want to impress. I don't know if I should tell that story. <laughs> I'm going to tell a little story about Andrew. You know, Andrew, he's out there at a, ba a baseball game, and he's watching Ben out there playing. He's up against the, 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 uh, the fence, you know, watching the game go on. And, of course, a bunch of these little girls come walking by. Oh, man, here comes the poser. Here comes Andrew. <laughs> hardwired, never talked about this stuff before, ever. And he's just, what did he say, honey? He's just like, he said something like, well, I, you know, I always do this all the time. Or, or. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he had, he, he's been carrying around his medieval, medieval weaponry lately. And uh, I think he'll grow out of that one day. But for now, it's really his deal. And so the little girls were commenting on, on his awesome sword and weaponry, and he was just like, yeah, you know, I carry this around all the time. It's just like... <laughs> and Andrea's watching that, and she's just going, my gosh, look at it. It's so it begins, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, got his, he's, showing his, he's showing off his throat. She goes, man, you're doing that really well. He goes, yeah, I do it all the time. You know, I'm just... Anyway, just love it. Because we so desire want to people to like us, to love us. Of course, you see it most you know, aggressively in the opposite sex. But you know, we want people to be impressed. 
But as I said, you know, Jesus was trying to show us, as I, a matter of fact, I shared with like that, that, that married couple that are fighting, and yet they really love one another, but they can't really love one another because they have all this selfishness that's in between them. They're so desiring. It's like, look, love me. But it's like, I can't love, love you because right now you're not acting in a loving way. And so Jesus says, look, let's just wipe that all away, but let me show you how it works. Is you make the move first. When you show interest to people, when you put your own things aside and you, and, and you literally just say, you know, look, I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm good right now. Start asking questions. You know, how, you know, what's your life story? How did you, you know, what, what are you interested in? Or maybe just see what they're doing and begin to ask those kind of questions to, to show an interest in person. You know, when I go out to eat, it really bothers the living mess out of me when maybe you go to a quick place and, and the person is just looking past you. It's like, yeah, what would you like for? Would you like fries to go with that? And you're going, hello, human being here. You know, and if I was a manager at that place, man, I would smack him down right then and there and just say, look, you are not showing any interest toward that person right now. And sometimes, am I right? By just showing a little bit of interest, it makes your day. When somebody just says, well, how are you doing today? Or you look nice. Man, I like your shoes or, or what, you know, whatever you're doing or, or it looks like you're traveling. Well, that, you know, your children, they're, they're beautiful. You know what I mean? It's just showing some interest in a person's life, it, it unlocks something in our heart. And we all like that when it happens, okay? So interest is a very powerful thing. So how do we do that? You show love by discovering what interests people. You've got to make a study of people. Michael shares in his book the story of a salesman who had difficulty selling products. And so he's going door to door and trying to sell widgets, and he just noticed that people weren't really interested in that, and he was trying really, really hard to get them interested in something that they didn't really want. So what he did is he thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make a study of people. I'm going to find out what they want, what they need. And he began selling those things. Became one of the most powerful salesmen in the country. Because he found out what people needed, what they wanted, and then sold that to them. Doesn't that make a lot more sense? Showing interest to people. And you know what? He wasn't particularly excited about the th some of the things that he was selling. But again, he, showed, uh, he found the success by showing interest in people and their needs. You know, I hated moving as a part of my own story. I, you know, I've heard, you've heard me say I went to 12 different schools in 12 years, lived in three, uh, four different states. And I remember as I grew up, I kind of despised that, never settled down in any one place and began to get, gather friendships or get, get connected with a bunch of guys on the team. And the next thing you know, I'm on the road again. And I really despised that till day, one day God really woke me up and he said, David, don't you see I did that? so that you'd be able to be a better connector of people. I thought, okay, wow, that's interesting. And I found that even to the, that day, and even, even living here, but especially when I lived in Fort Bragg, Fayetteville, where I met literally people from every state in the Union, and people from countries all over the world, that I could sit and talk with them, and before long, as I'm trying to talk with them, I began to see if I would just show a little bit of interest in some of the things where, oh, look, I've been there, or I've traveled through there, 
or I've been, or, or, or I know somebody that was involved in that. And, what, and you know, like I said, it may not initially be the first thing you want to talk about, but if you're wanting to love people, if you're wanting to, to reach for them, you find something about their life, and you connect with that. And that starts by just asking questions, doesn't it? Asking questions and then listening. Too many of us want to just come up and just lambast people with our story. Matter of fact, we got it down on a recording, and it, you know, or maybe we got it on our iPhones, and we just you meet somebody new, and you just go, Phew. hi, my name is David Schmalz. I'm from some and place, you know, and you know, we just got the same little story we tell, rather than come up and just, hi, my name is David. What's your name? Where are you from? What, you know, what, what do you do for a living, or where, you know, are you from here originally? Just asking people questions to find out things about them. And when you do, you're going to find people's eyes begin to light up because you're interested in them. You're tapping into their lives and being, paying particular attention to their passions and their interests. You know, we used to march. Uh, my dad uh, was into the Civil War, and I mean, it's crazy some of the things that we've, we've done as a family. But man, we used, my dad wanted us to participate in Civil War things because we were in history and traveled a bunch of battlefields and... and uh, and so, anyway, I'm seeing this big, huge guy, and he's standing over there. I'm trying to, trying to figure a way to try to connect with this guy. And then I find out that he was into reenactment. And I was just like, hey, man, I've been there. Boom. Start asking him questions and showing him interest in what he's doing. Began to, this big old hardened man began to just soften. Because all I could do was just identify with a few things and listen and listen and let him talk. So probably 30 seconds into it, I was done with talking about reenactments, but you know what? I'm interested in him. I want to unlock his heart. I want to get into his life so he feels more comfortable. Because then, after that, maybe he wants to talk about something else like Jesus or his marriage or his children, something like that. And I will note this. Be careful about flattery because there are some of us who are better at this. And sometimes when you discover this kind of process that you can begin to manipulate to gain something, that's bad. That's a bad move. Don't do that. Show interest in people and let it be that. But don't show interest in people in the hopes that you're going to be able to set them up to ask them for something later or to hit them up for a loan or something like that. That's, no, that's not good. See, the truth is, Genuine interest and admiration will go a long way in helping people be at ease with you. But when they sense there is something manipulative about it, they're going to run for the hills, right? I'm not trying to pick on a car. If you're a car salesman here today, God bless you. And I pray that God would multiply your sales tenfold. But I got to tell you something, man. Man, you walk on that lot, uh-huh. And, so, and I wanted to say, look, 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 look. Let's just put all this stuff. I know you want to sell a car today. All right? No problem. You know. And so none of us like kind of that hammy, I'm interested all in your life, you know, way over the top kind of a thing because then you're just like, um, look, I'm done with you. Next. Anybody else who can help me buy a car today? Why, does, why do we do that? Because it communicates, mis I mean, mistrust begins to grow. Okay, it's not genuine interest. But genuine interest can open a person's heart. And it can really do some deep things, wonderful things. Let's talk about respect. 
the R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? <laughs> I won't sing it, won't work. But let's look at Romans chapter 13, verse 7. It says, give everyone what you owe them, okay? If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. This is a, a, a pretty important topic to me, and, and, and I'll explain why. See, we often will, will withhold respect for only the most important people in our lives. But see, Jesus broke all of that because he was the king of kings but showed love and respect to the lowest of lows. When he, he could have, you know, as we've learned in Philippians chapter 2, that he could have made being equal with God something to be grasped. But he didn't. And he, he, he hung out with the, the, the cast-offs of society, the people that no one would want to ever hang out with, Zacchaeus. He wanted to hang out with Zacchaeus. He said, i got to go to your house today, Zacchaeus. When everybody else is going, what? He wants to hang around with that bonehead? But see, that was the heart of Christ, and that is the heart of what being a Christian is. You know? Instead of just showing respect for the people that we see in society that we want to, if we, if we could somehow connect with them or if we could gain their connection or, or somehow, uh, you know, to just show them respect, hoping that they will elevate us to some position, is all wrong. Jesus says, nope, not kingdom. To show love and respect to the lowest of low. And even not even looking at, you know, in society's positions. Let's not even look at it that way. In other words, what we need to do is to show respect for people, period. Whoever that person might be. Now that does mean we have to get past this thing called prejudice, don't we? It does mean we have to get past, you know, you know what prejudice means? Hope you understand what it means. It means prejudging. That's what prejudice means. It means I have judged you based, I don't even know you, but I already judged you on the car you drive. I judged you on the clothes you're wearing. I judged you how you're wearing your hair and what you've done to your, your skin. I've judged you on the color of your skin. I've judged you, boom. And so everything I've ever learned or know about you or anybody else, I'm just placing that on you. That's prejudice. That's what that is. Respect explodes that. It, it just destroys it. When I say, I'm going to respect you. I don't know you, but I'm going to show you respect, period. You know, Jesus, in the end, showed respect to the ones who were killing him. Good grief. When he realized, and even Paul, when he began to be a little mouthy, when he found out that he was talking to that, the, the, the head of the Sanhedrin, said, oh, I didn't know that. Forgive me. Course, that was a positional thing. But we'll talk about that in a minute. See, it breaks my heart to see people disrespect others. It really does. I feel the ugliness rise up in my own heart at times. And but quick repentance helps to break it. We've all been there. When we want to see we see somebody and we want to judge them based on the clothes they're wearing or or the position they're in or 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 what they happen to be doing, we wanna we wanna immediately treat them with disrespect. But the problem is when you start that, guess what you're going to reap? You're gonna reap the same thing. You're gonna reap it. But how many times have we seen that interest and showing respect to someone unlocks something deep in them? The problem is. You know, once again, we're in a society that is losing, losing respect, quite a bit of respect. 
And I believe young people, they need to be taught to respect people, period, and, 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 and authority as well. You know, as a family, from very young age, we teach our children to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. And have I, I, you know, I've had other Christians, you know, question that and even um, criticize us for that. But I, I, I disagree wholly because I think young people need to learn respect for people, period. But I also think authority, I mean, the Bible is about authority, people. And if you don't respect authority, you're going to feel the other part of what authority can bring. Rebellion is an ugly thing. It's, it's the sin of the enemy. And so I really believe that it's important that we understand that respecting every single person that God places in our path is going to actually sow seeds. It may not be in that relationship, but certainly in another one. Okay, okay. Because, I, and I wonder sometimes if, if that is going to help us with society's ills, if we start acting more like Jesus and less like somebody else we read in the news. See, there's a lot of, there's a lack of respect today. And if you ask yourself this question, why are people disrespecting me? Have you, have you ever experienced that? I, I have, you know? And, you know, one particular time, I had this, and, and it really affected me deeply, I had this person who didn't know me from Adam, and I was, I was kind of correcting what was taking place in a, in a situation, and the guy just jumped on me. Man, he was using foul language, and he said, don't you ever do that. It was just right in my face. And inside, two things began to happen. It's like, I wanted to just grab him and say, look, dude, there's two things I want to tell you right now. Number one, I've never experienced another man speak to me that way. One, because I'm a pastor, and I don't generally experience that. And two, because I'm a fairly big man, and I can whip your... But anyway... You know, those two things certainly, you know, I wasn't used to having other guys speak to me that way. You guys, you guys identifying with me on that one? But, I mean, but immediately I'm just like taking a deep breath, take a deep breath. Jesus, 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 yes. You know? I don't know. I still think a headlock might have gotten me a little bit further, but anyway. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just playing with it. I'm just playing. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know, we know where our sanctification must uh, be focused. But yes, there's a lot of disrespect. And man, when you disrespect someone, man, does, I really learned in a very quick way what it does to your heart. How it want, you, know, you want to lash out. You want to attack that. You want to, you want to bring respect. I'm going to force respect. But you can't do that. You can't do it. I walked away without saying a word. I mean, I did say, look, I'm, I'm just trying to help. Don't. Okay. But you know what? You know, we have to die to that, and we have to keep, you know, uh, moving forward. So I even have to ask my own, myself that question. Why is he disrespecting me, disrespecting me now? Is it because I have shown him some disrespect in some way? I don't know. Maybe I crossed the line. Maybe I did something by trying to step on. I thought, well, okay, I better learn from that. And then secondly, I need to lead by example because sometimes people will show you disrespect and you didn't earn it. I mean, there was no reason for it. You, I mean, you rack your brains. Like, and in that situation, I did nothing, you know? 
as a matter of fact, I was supposed to be doing what I was doing. They just didn't like the way I was doing it or when I was doing it. And so what you do is you just say, you know what, i got to lead by example right now. You know, that's all I can do. Not to mention 30 kids watching on the field, right? So to win the hearts of people, we can show everyone respect. We sure can. And that means everyone. So let's, get it, let's finish this morning by getting just a little more uncomfortable. See, our challenge is to look past what people are doing. We can't, we can't get drawn into what we see, what is going on. And see, mob mentality, it, it, it can grab a hold of us. And we can, morality changes in an instant. And it's amazing when you do studies of, of how people move. It's how, it's amazing that even good people will do wicked things when everybody's doing it. And so we have got to, Christians, we, you better hold on to your seats. Because it, it probably is going to get tougher and, and harder before it gets any better. We've got to look past what other people are doing, and we've got to start looking up. When it comes to respect, and we think about that, what are we doing? Are the people that we're respecting, is it because they're important, they're official? You know? Are we respecting them for any other reason than the fact that God wants us to respect them? Or are we, you know, again, showing them disrespect? Is it because, are we, are we avoiding respecting someone because they have a menial job or they don't seem to measure up in your eyes? Those are things of the heart, aren't they? Those are things that we really have to examine our heart and repent so that we can really grow and really begin to sow true seeds of respect because we do know how this thing works. If we find ourselves having not very many relationships or people not treating with this kind of respect that we think we deserve, you've got to ask yourself that question. Are you sowing the seeds of respect to others? And I'll tell you what, whew, you don't see a lot of it today. But when we do, we unlock something in people. When we respect others, we unlock something in people that make them, even compel them to go out of their way to return it. See, Jesus said, look, oh man, nothing but the continuing debt to love. And Paul said that in Romans chapter, in fact, chapter 13 that we just read. If, if, if everyone deserves respect, everyone deserves honor and to some capacity. We unlock it. You know, when we leave church, the city sees our very best. But what about Monday, Right? our respect, our attitude, our being filled up with the Holy Spirit. But where are we when Monday comes? I want to finish with a, with a quick story. I was getting my car worked on one time, and it was a real wake-up call to me about how respect sometimes works. I was getting my car worked on, and there was this guy, and of course, I'm always looking for an opportunity to try to share the gospel in these kind of situations, and he's working on the car and trying to figure it out. I don't remember what it was. I think I had some air conditioning problems and just couldn't quite figure out what was going on, and so I walked out there into the, and looked under the hood with him, and I was just kind of, yeah, and he said, yeah, I can't figure out here and that and the other thing, and then the, the phone rang, and so he had to walk away, and he got on the phone. He was there for a minute or two, and I was just waiting. He came back, and he looked a little out of sorts. And I began to continue to talk to him, and, and, and I, somehow it came up that I was a pastor, and he just went, yeah. I was like, 
And I said, is there something wrong? And he goes, yeah, well, I was just on the phone with a pastor. He said, he owes me money. He said, I did a lot of work on his car, and he refuses to pay me. And I remember just going, that's bad, really bad. So I remember pulling out my checkbook and saying, how much I owe you? Because I wanted to pay him ahead of time. I mean, because I felt so bad about the situation. He said, no, 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 it's, it's okay. He says, yeah, you know. So I, I but I, you know, I just really felt like at that moment. So I was just kind of under my breath, just praying and just saying, God, how can I, how can I serve this man? How can I do something? And, and one of the things I decided right then now is that I was going to make this a project. And that I was, anytime I needed to cut work on my car, I was going to go to him. And I kept on, and man, I paid that bill right on the spot. I threw in a little extra, and that was the thing. Throwing a little extra, they say, thanks for doing this for me. To go out of my way to try to show a little bit of respect. Because sometimes when we get in those situations, and we, I don't know why he did, but sometimes we feel like people owe us when really we owe them. And we owe them, as I said, at very least the respect and some honor and some appreciation for them doing what they do. And see, if we always have this underlying desire inside to really win the hearts of people for the love of Christ and doing as everything as unto him, there's a totally different motivation. And the payback every single day is this joy that is deep in your heart, in your, in your, deep inside you, in your, in your soul, that says, you know what? I left my heart in the world today. And that is, is daily bearing fruit. It's daily bearing fruit. This other guy, he didn't realize, I wish I could call him, I didn't know who he was, but I wish I could call him and say, dude, look, pay your bill because you don't know what you're doing. It's causing damage to the kingdom right now. So let's, let's work together on that. See, respect is sometimes more than just opening a door to someone, right? It's more than just trying to share the love of Jesus with them or the gospel or leaving a track. Sometimes it's a whole lot more than that. Sometimes it is paying our debts. Sometimes it's, you know, being respectful, Right? So let's stand up this morning and let's pray and ask God to help us. I want to do a couple of things. I want to pray for us. But I want to ask God to help us to go forth. You know, not just loving our mamas, but loving everyone. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, we thank you today. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity Lord, to continue to grow in our relationships. Lord, truth. Lord, truth sets us free. Lord, it, it comes into our heart, Lord, and it divides between soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Lord, it gets in there. Lord, it's, it's that question mark regarding our motives. Lord, we can't judge each other's motives, but Holy Spirit, you certainly can. And you're very good at that. So Lord, help us. God, we want to grow in our marriages. Lord, we want to grow in our friendships. Lord, we want to have more friends. Lord, that people that we can connect to, people we can laugh with, people we can trust. Lord, people that we can connect our lives to. And Lord, serve together in kingdom. Lord, to, Lord, to be able to, to laugh things off. Lord, to not let little petty things 
Lord, sabotage our relationships. Lord, our unforgiveness, judgment, prejudice. Lord, even the other evils of society, Lord. We need, Jesus, as you taught us, to look down sometimes and say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. So, Lord, help us today. Lord, we want to submit and surrender. Lord, help us, God, to grow in our our ability to love people, God, by showing them interest, by showing them respect. Wherever we go, God, let us be, Lord, leaders in that regard, believers, filled with the Holy Spirit. All of the wonderful fruit of the Spirit, God, may it flow out of us, Lord, to make your name glorious. We thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.